and Happy New Year! I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your first devotional of 2024. Right, we are continuing here in Luke 12, um, and we are in this week. We have a big chunk of verses, verses 22 through 31. And it says, And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you're not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried, for all of the nations of the world seek after these things. And your father knows you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Well, every person who has followed Jesus for a while knows that we aren't supposed to be anxious, right? I mean, there are many Bible verses that get quoted regularly, one being Philippians 4, 6, that says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. But it can be really hard to just tell yourself to not be anxious and then follow through with it. The battle in our minds is very strong, especially when it surrounds our basic needs. Now, thankfully, Jesus didn't leave us with only verses 22 and 23 where he tells us not to be anxious about life, food, and clothing. He graciously gave us the rationale that life is more than those things. But he also gave us the example to consider and help build our faith, which is consider the ravens and consider the lilies before telling us what to do instead of being anxious. Now let's look at this, to consider the ravens and to consider the lilies. When we consider the birds, we see that they're not planting food, you know, they're not striving to store up food. Yet, God feeds them. And when we consider the flowers, their growth is not because of anything they're working for. Yet, God clothes them. Now, in comparison to birds and to flowers, we are of way more value to our Heavenly Father. And God feeds those birds and He clothes those flowers, but He didn't send His Son to die for them. So if our loving Father was willing to sacrifice His only begotten Son, Jesus, 
to give you eternal life, then surely He will take care of your basic needs in this fleeting earthly life. Now, Jesus hits on a really key aspect to this when He said, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you're not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Now, let me ask you to kind of, I'm going to ask you a question to reflect on for a second. What has anxiety ever done or gained for you? Has anxiety ever made the outcome of something good? Has anxiety ever changed the circumstance that you're anxious about? Has anxiety ever bought you more time? Now, of course, we know the answer is no. Anxiety has never done any of those things, right? And here, Jesus only asks about the time aspect, but then he calls adding time to a life a small thing. Now, I don't know about you, But adding an hour to my lifespan, although I can't actually do that, that would be pretty huge, right? That's like a superpower that we see in in movies. However, to the God who literally created time, who is outside of time, and who is completely sovereign over time, it's a small thing. And that leads us to the real issue at hand when it comes to anxiety, which is trust and control. Now, we have the knowledge that God created all things, you know, which that includes time itself, that includes us humans and and everything else. And we have the knowledge that God loves us unconditionally. And even while we were sinners, He died for us to save our souls. Yet with the basic necessities and small things in life, and I say small, especially, you know, in comparison to eternity— all of a sudden, we worry ourselves sick over it, right? Over just those basic small things. But at the foundation, anxiety is an issue with trusting God and not relinquishing our control to Him. So, you know, we're so often very anxious over things, even though we see anxiety doesn't actually change anything. And despite knowing that God is completely capable of working all things for our good, and we know He is, yet for some reason, it's hard, it's really hard for our human minds to relinquish that control. Now, the mind is where the battle must be fought in order to win. And that requires taking those anxious thoughts captive and surrendering them in obedience to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 Verses 4 through 6 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Now, I want to ask you has anxiety become a stronghold in your life? Because if so, it's time to face that battle where it stands in your mind. You have the knowledge of God. So it is time to destroy those arguments and opinions of anxiety that are raised against the knowledge of God 
and take those thoughts captive to obey Christ. And remember, if you trust God with your eternal soul, you can indeed 100% trust him with providing your basic everyday needs for the years that you're going to be here on earth. Now, lastly, Jesus did say instead, right? So we don't want to leave this part out. And it's actually very key. He said, instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Now, this not only tells us what we should be seeking and focusing on, because we should, but it's part of the solution to beating anxious thoughts. So step one would be take anxious thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Step two would be seek his kingdom. Now, we may have, you know, we may have to make a habit of repeating those two steps again and again, because so often the thoughts that battle in our mind are not like one and done when we first take them captive, but that's okay. The victory over anxiety isn't only in the end game, it is part of the journey. And if you're filling your mind with seeking his kingdom, anxious thoughts will have a much harder time breaking through to occupy space in your mind. So I'm going to leave you with this. Keep battling any anxious thoughts. Take them captive when they do arise. And instead, seek God's kingdom and trust him in his sovereignty. So I do want to share a song. Um, You know, I am a Christian artist after all. (laughs) Um, So I do want to share a song that I wrote specifically surrounding um, seeking his kingdom first and be able to take Um, that anxiety and those things and, and toss them aside because we know that we can trust God. So here is the song, Lord, you provide Jehovah Jireh.
written devotionals, and more originally written songs like the one you just heard, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that is Crystal with a K and Craven with a C.